Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Consummation Sand. And me, Andrea. And I can't believe, Ant, you've been wearing that same shirt as you were wearing last week when we were recording as well. With the same neck scarf and the same hat. Do you not even change? <laughs> For those of you... And I'm not. I'm. I'm not. No. No. I'm not. I do. You're change. not rising to it. On the eleventh day of the nightmares before Christmas, my true love gave to me a scary poisoning. Didn't really rhyme, but that's a that's a push. That's a hard push. Yeah. Uh. So. Are there any non-scary poisonings? Well, now. This is a little bit more. Yeah, I think. I think this is truly a nightmare because you don't kind of have control over it. Like with most poisonings, say most, the stats don't back it up, but it's usually women uh, who do it. It's, it's really yeah, not. Yeah, no. It's not. There's like fifty five percent of men do it. Uh, no way, really. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what the stat is, but it's fifty five percent of men. Uh, 42% of women and then the rest is un- unknown kind of thing. Is that, is that just because there's there's more men killers than there is women killers? Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, but poisoning is kind of described as the women's the woman's the thing. The woman's way. It, it, it isn't yeah. it. But this, this isn't really different. This is a bit different because it's like it's not a woman scorned. It's not... It's just random. It's completely out of control now so we all may remember a few years ago when then people were sticking their bits in ice cream in the supermarket and filming it uh i'm sorry what so do you don't remember them videos when people went round shops and shit and they'd open bottles open ice cream lick it and then put it back in the freezer and open bottles, drink a bit, and then put it back on the shelf. Did you film it and put it on Twitter for clout and shit? Uh, I guess I missed that, but that is where my I am so glad I'm so anal and OCD that everything is always sealed when I take it away. Well, I think this may have been pre or maybe during lockdown that it, it happened. There was a few people, and a few people have one of them, one of the famous ones in America was. It actually came because of this. So she was charged, <gasps> and I think she got like seven years for it or that something. lady, yes. Yeah. yeah. So she got seven years for it, and everyone was like, oh my God, why? This is the fucking reason why. This is why we have these protections in place. Uh, why do you even have to ask why she got seven years? Because she's A, a skanky bitch, and B, she's fucking deliberately spreading COVID, and C, she's a skanky bitch. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of like that, but it was in the 80s, so it's fucking mental. Uh, So back in the late 70s and 80s, it was like the wild fucking west. You could pretty much get away with anything. Like, if you murder someone, just give the cops 50 quid, move to the next town, the next state. No one cares. You're taking a plane full of people, hostage, got Cuba. We'll deal with it there. You know, uh, you want to lick every item in the supermarket, blackmail the company, yeah, go for it. 
So it'd be quite an achievement to lick every item in the supermarket. I mean, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning, and Tesco's like, "Madam, are you done? Hold on, I've still got fifty-two thousand bananas to go through." <laughs> this water, this water, this water, this water, this water. This water. Yeah. So in Chicago in the 80s, things actually weren't that bad. The city was in a state of transition. The Pope, John Paul, had just visited. Chicagoans had voted for their first female mayor. She was the first female mayor of a major city in the US. Garbage pants had just been released, so life was great. Uh, it wasn't garbage pail kids. Yeah. Is that a bit like the cabbage patch kids? You do or not the garbage know pail kids. what the garbage pail kids are. Oh. Sorry, I'm not ancient like you are. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. You set yourself up for that one. Yes, they're the anti cabbage patch kids, so. Oh, okay. I feel like I would be on board with them then. Yes, they are pretty cool. Cabbage Patch Kids. Google them and have a look at some of the cards. You could collect the cards and they were like trading cards. Uh, Mm. I used to have loads. Anyway, so... Were they not dolls? No, they were just cards, but they were a take No, I mean the Garbage Pail Kids. Were they not dolls? No, no. They were just like trading cards. Oh, okay. Was it 52 trading cards? Anyway, I don't know, okay. but they had loads of weird names. I've not done a lot of research. I didn't think I'd be pulled to call to task on this, but <laughs> Google it and you'll see they were quite wicked. Uh, okay. Anyway, now in 1982, over a couple of weeks period, seven people from Chicago would die after multiple Tylenol bottles were tampered with. Now, Tylenol is a brand of paracetamol in America. And because we all know Big Pharma sucks in America, they jack up the prices of everyday medication just for the hell of it. For reference, CVS sells Tylenol for 14 cents a pill, whereas Tesco's own paracetamol is just two pence a pill. So... In fairness... It's the same thing, people! <laughs> In fairness, for balance, Walmart also sells Tylenol for two cents a pill, but they also sell brand name insulin for $140. So insulin's needed to keep you alive, not just to sort out your hangover the next day. So fuck them all, uh, quite frankly. Jesus Christ. Wait, you can use insulin to help a hangover? No. Insulin is a life-saving medication, not... You just said not just for a hangover the next day. Paracetamol are just for a oh, hangover, oh. aren't they? So no, that's oh, why no. you can sell you them use... for two cents. You don't use a paracetamol for a hangover. It's Alka-Seltzer all the way. That's aspirin. Yeah. Paracetamol does fuck all for a hangover, I would know. Depends on how many you take. Please do but not it's lucky that we loads. clarified uh, that, or I, yeah, I would yeah. I would have been going down the pharmacy and going, I've got a banging hangover. Do you have any insulin I could have right now, please? <laughs> Apparently, what is a good cure for a hangover, I don't know how true this is, but I have heard it roundabouts, is a saline drip solution. 
that is what they have in the posh area where my sister lives. You can literally, it's like a beauty clinic kind of thing, but they do like, you know, Botox and all the kind of there things that you shove into your body that people shouldn't be doing. And they literally sit you in a chair and hook you up to an IV for when you've got a hangover. The celebrities go there and it's like, what? And it's an extortionate amount of money. It's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds so that you can get over your hangover quickly by, you know, prob- it's probably just like effervescent fucking vitamins yeah. and a bit of caffeine. Well, it's, yeah. it's just basically, as well, saline, just salt and water, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> To be honest, I prefer being hooked up to an IV with Dyrolite than having to drink it in a glass because it's fucking rancid. Oh, don't get the black currant flavour. Now, oh, there we go. I think she's swimming. Uh, on the <laughs> 29 of September 1982, Mary Kellerman, a 12-year-old, complained about a sore throat. Now, her parents gave her a Tylenol. Unfortunately, by 7am the next day, Mary had died after she ingested not Tylenol, but potassium cyanide. I have an issue firstly with this whole thing. Okay. If your child says to you, Mom, I've got a sore throat, you either, as our parents will attest, tell your child... Man up and deal with it. Yeah, suck it up. Yeah. Get a packet of lockets. Yeah. Get a Calpol. packet of holes. Yeah. <laughs> Calpol. Yeah. Yeah, you just wouldn't go, oh, where's the Tylenol, babes? Let's just give the give the child with a sore throat a big hard pill to suck on. The thing is, as well, it was Tylenol extra strength. All these bottles were Tylenol extra strength. So why, why are you giving it to a 12-year-old? Yes. Uh, I don't, don't oh kind of get that. But later the same day, 27-year-old Adam Janus died of what was initially thought to be a heart attack. But after his brother Stanley, 25, and sister-in-law Teresa, 19, died after visiting the bereaved household to pass on their condolences, uh, Stanley and Teresa, when they when they were there, they were suffering from headaches and they actually took a Tylenol each from the same bottle that Adam had used previously. Now, amazingly, if that's not enough fucking clues for you, it took another three deaths before the police would actually clock on that Tylenol may be the cause for this. Mary McFarlane, 31... Paula Prince, 35, and Mary Reiner, 27, all died in similar circumstances after taking Tylenol. But I would once... just be like, if it, if it was me, I'd just be like, that Tylenol extra strength, that is way too strong for me. Like, whoa, I'm, can I just have the regular one? Yeah, like, calm it down. Come on, Johnson <laughs> yeah. and Johnson. Calm down your extra you know, strength. It's fucking like, killing like co- codeine sends me on the fritz like i would basically think like tylenol extra was just i'd be like whoa that is like you know hmm. codeine and uh what do you call it oh codeine starts no it starts with an n can't remember it's uh it's another painkiller that they gave me once and i was fine and then for about six seconds and then six seconds after that i was at work and the girls were looking at me like, are you okay? I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and the phone started ringing and I went to pick up the phone and my hand was flopping around <laughs> and I was like my hand won't answer the phone what's going on here and they were like are you okay I was like well, I'm fine <laughs> too strong for me I can't even remember what it was it started with an N it was a painkiller sure. naproxen uh, <laughs> naproxen ah uh, okay yeah uh once I said the same thing once the Chicago police joined the dots, the the state went into full panic mode. Even some of the world did. Because by the 1st of October, Johnson & Johnson recalled 31 million bottles of Tylenol off the shelves. Billboards, electric signs, and even public address systems were set up within Chicago and the surrounding areas just telling people to return any Tylenol they had bought within that past year. Uh, even outside the US, customs officers officers started bringing in, uh, started asking people if they had brought in any Tylenol with them in their luggage. That worked back in the eighties, though, didn't it? If you were like, if something was dodge as. You could like put a message out on the news or on a billboard and people were like people would see it and then they'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll return that. Like the amount of times now I'll see a message like on my phone will tell me about a recall from Aldi like four weeks after it's been recalled. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I shouldn't eat those yogurts. Yeah. You just don't know about it, do you? <laughs> there was one there was one on my local like spa. It was plastered on the, the front door. I only noticed it like last week it's been up for three months it's like that's oh, what i mean fine we've got uh, we've got the news and, and the world at our fingertips we've got seven bajillion tv channels we never get the information yeah. that's important to yeah, us yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't pay attention to it yeah uh, no my phone could be like hey the, those yogurts that you picked up in aldi last week yeah i was there when you were talking about them and you were like oh look they look so thick and lovely and delish i heard you talking about them but i only decided to tell you about it now because two weeks ago i was like hey look at these nightmare before, nightmare yeah. on elm street zappy shoes <laughs> you'll love these get them now <laughs> So McNeil Consumer Products, the subsidiary of Johnson & Johnson that manufactured Tylenol, actually put out a reward of $100,000 for any information leading to the apprehension of the poisoner. Now, the information wasn't forthcoming from the public and the company had established that the poisoning had happened once they had left the factories of production. So these the poisonings either happened in distribution centres or on the actual shop shelves. Now... But they probably would have had to have opened the bottles to tamper like, with them. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So no one has ever been charged with these poisonings or murders, but several suspects were investigated. Now, one of... Uh, out of the suspects, Chicago resident Ted Krasinski was one of them. <laughs> Uh, now we'll probably cover him soon but if you don't know who he was he was the Unibomber uh, he was suspected basically because he lived in Chicago and he just didn't like people and I didn't know that I just laughed because it instantly reminded me of Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc <laughs> <laughs> 
the but reason yeah, I could be him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. He's it, never ever going to be Krasinski in a million years because poisoning. I think, for him at least, is a lazy way to take life. The guy was a Mensa person. He built. He was a, a mathematician who was on par with Stephen Hawking. He he was a fucking genius. Yeah, but when when was the when was the Unabomber? When was the bombings for this? So they were. I'm gonna say seventy eight. He was already oh. he'd already been apprehended like mm. after this, and this is one of the reasons. Maybe he maybe he was really smart, and maybe he was like, well, if I bomb everything again, everyone's gonna know it was me. So let's try something completely different that will still show my hatred for all of humanity. Let's do it a different way, so they won't pin the blame on me because it's something completely the opposite of what I did last time. It could be, but... But it doesn't fit your killer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. like, he would have had to be in the sorting factories or he would have had to go into the shops. Now, yeah. he lived in a cabin in the middle of the fucking woods. Do you know what? He cut himself off from society because he didn't like being around people. I can't see him mm. going into the Seven Eleven and then licking a bottle of Tylenol. Do you know It just... It's just completely against everything that I think. Licking about whoa! Did he have a potassium cyanide tongue? I did not know this. Could have. He was like he was mental, weren't he? He he wrote a manifesto for fuck's sake. So he's one of them, and he he's on them boards on Reddit. Slash incel. (laughs) Why don't women like me? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. Even a Reddit board. Yeah, there probably is. There probably is a Reddit board for that, yeah. But, so what What do you think happened? So, there's another couple of suspects, and one of them is, like, yeah. Roger Arnold, a 48-year-old dock worker, was also a subject. Now, he worked in one of the distribution centres uh, in Chicago for Tylenol, so this is why... This is one of the, one of the reasons why... He was suspected. There's quite a few, to be quite honest with you. Uh, A Lincoln Park bar owner actually spoke to the police after he overheard him saying that he bought a large quantity of cyanide and he was was interested in the poisonings. He would talk about them to other people in the bar. He would want to know about the news about them. When his apartment was searched, police found several handguns, ammunition... Books on explosives, books on poisons, vials, test tubes, and an unnamed white powder was also observed. Could that not have been cocaine? Could have been. But he was just a bit of an idiot. Yeah. I think he just was all talk, but no charges were ever brought against Arnold, but several months later he was charged with killing a man that he thought was the one who spoke to police at the bar. So he ended up getting 30 years for that. Well, that's fair enough. But did they not even test the white powder? Like, hmm, look, this is potassium cyanide. How bizarre. No, he had a lot of stuff that was like, (sighs) this could genuinely be the person. But 
the third suspect and the one that possibly definitely is could be the murderer is james lewis now james lewis had previous for breaking the law when he was a child he chased his mother with an axe he was hospitalized in 1966 after taking over 36 pills and while he was in the hospital he was diagnosed with schizophrenia he was acquitted of murder after Raymond West turned up dismembered in 1978 and then when Lewis married he and his wife launched a business where they imported pill making machines so I don't know whether I'd be trusting anybody who chased their mother around with an axe with a pill making machine so I think personally all these are like little arrows and they get bigger Every time you mention it until it's like, Mm. this is the fucking guy. Uh, Also, a bearded man that kind of looked like Lewis was spotted on CC's TV in the same store where Paula Prince bought her tainted Tylenol bottle. And if you look at the the screen grab from it, he's kind of in the background and he's looking towards the till. So when they recalled all these bottles of Tylenol, did they find out how many had actually been tampered with? So it was only it was only about five. There was right. there wasn't that many that like if he would have put effort in, if this person would have put effort in, they could have killed thousands. But they only it, went round a few places. That makes sense then, because I was thinking, well. More likely than it would have been if it was a, quite a few bottles. That more likely would have been somebody in the actual factory where they were being made. Like I yeah. worked in a factory where they were making bad fish, and there was one person who had a vendetta against the company because they were under investigation or they were under some sort of disciplinary or something, and they were putting like shit in the in the fish so yeah. that people out there would choke and it wasn't anything against the people out there it was just that they fucking hated the company and it was to get back at them you know oh oh yeah but yeah. if it's uh, only a few bottles yeah that seems to be as well with with the bottles they came from different distribution centers as well yeah so it wasn't it, that rules so that out then. it's kind of the person the person's gone into the the shop to do this yeah uh yeah now lewis hadn't actually been in the Chicago area when the timeline kind of fitted with these poisonings. But because it would have taken so basically because they were on the shelves, how long how many people are going in buying Tylenol? It's not something that you sell every day. It's kind of do you know what there's there's like a timeline to it. So it's like a 10, 12 timeline. It's a day timeline that you're gonna you're gonna sell. And maybe he puts them in the back, maybe he puts them in the front. So it's, it's, from what Lewis where what Lewis was in New York at the time that the FBI thought that these took place, but it's been speculated that he could have easily been in New York, got a flight to O'Hare Airport, done all this stuff, and gone back to New York. So he's not kind of out of the loop because Chicago to New York isn't that fucking far away. 
Uh, no, but it's a bit of a... You've really got to hate people to jump on a flight. Like, if I have to walk further than, like, three and a half minutes down the road, I'm like, that is too much effort. Can't be asked. It is, but then Lewis isn't that clever. He really isn't that clever because... I know, but you don't have to be clever to have to, to know what effort is. That's a lot of effort. Yeah, but he, he may have had the effort in the beginning, but he certainly didn't have it when he wrote an extortion letter to Johnson and Johnson. Uh, his fingerprints were positively matched to that of letters, and so were his handwriting to the letters to Johnson and Johnson. He asked for $1 million to stop the poisonings. Now, he's not finished. He was sentenced to 20 years. But he still gave interviews in prison in which he said he was quite happy to help the Chicago police with their investigations because he knew a lot about poisoning. He was released after 13 years. He wrote a book which is called Poison, The Doctor's Dilemma. And in 2010, he was somehow allowed on public access access tv to promote his book yet he spent a large majority of the time trying to deflect as to why he was not the tylenol poisoner <sighs> okay right, right okay 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 right let's let's be let's be, let's be devil's advocate here i enjoy being devil's advocate right so say Somebody of a high profile, right, say Paris Hilton's been kidnapped, right? She's the only high profile person I can think of right now. Right, so say Paris Hilton's been kidnapped, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. No. I'm still 90s, okay? Paris has been kidnapped, right? They can't find the kidnapper, right? Mr. Hilton is losing his shit, right? Mummy and Daddy Hilton are beside themselves. They're like, we will literally give... 10 bajillion dollars to anyone who can give us information about Paris's whereabouts and I'm sat there like well like seven grand on a credit card that really needs paying off I could do with that cash like dear Mr and Mrs Hilton I happen to know where Paris is please wire me the funds and I shall tell you what's stopping him doing that like he knows nothing about the poisonings he didn't do the poisonings but he's like I want to be famous. How can I be famous? Yeah, I get it, but he's he's kind of too on the nose with it, with everything that he like said and did. I mean, yeah, he's not been charged with these poisonings. Uh, he's only been charged with extorting a company about these poisonings. Could he not have got all the information that he needed from the news, though? Yes. Hey, without... so I know about these poisonings in blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah stores. Like... Without a shadow of a doubt. And he spent 13 years in prison, so there's a lot of time to do research in there to be able to write a book. And still, when you come out, be relevant about it because that is attached to your name. So, yeah, of course. He, so could he have might actually that. just be an extortionist, he could which is still wrong. It's very wrong, but... <laughs> a little bit of a dum-dum who chased his mother with an axe. That's that's all he could yeah. be. But We've all been there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that points to him. But out of this, 
now this is why we have the foil sealed paracetamol this is why we have the childproof the caps childproof caps and you need Never to click it to break it and and stuff like that the, the, this is why this is the reason that this has happened and this is the reason why people don't understand why that fucking idiot from tiktok got seven years in prison because this was a thing and seven yeah. random people who just had a headache on that day died just because someone and even back then it was the 80s they didn't want clout they didn't want fucking tiktok money they didn't want fucking any of this they just wanted to put the fear into people yeah and this is the reason so it's it's like we we shouldn't be forgetting why these things come about all safety things seat belts fucking airbags they come about because we have learnt that not having them is shit. So and the next time you're like, I've just got a fucking migraine. Oh God, I really need this. <laughs> not open! When you can't open it and you're like, fucking yeah. hell on the side of the cupboard. And your head's pounding and you're just thinking, fucking God! And in the end you get like a screwdriver and a hammer or something and you're bashing it open like... Just think, it could be so much worse. You could have a worse headache caused by cyanide poisoning. Exactly. You could you can have well, you could probably have no headache, but obviously no breathing either with it. So Yeah. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts really, isn't it? Uh, in it though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and on that bombshell, this has been the MO podcast with me, Conservation Sand. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Bye. Bye. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast.